0: Poya. This is Robbie. Welcome to Uncharted and Eclectic.
1: And Thanks for joining us
0: again. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another great episode of Uncharted and Eclectic. I have my friend Saksham with me here. Uh, hello. How are you, Saksham?
1: Nice to be here, Poya.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Saksha, one of the things we'd love to kind of kick off for the listeners uh, is to give a little context of who you are as a person, both your personal bio as well as your like quick, brief, concise, uh, professional bio. Do you mind giving some context to the listeners on who
1: you are? So I am the creative director at Outgrow.co, which is uh, basically an interactive content platform on which you can go and you can build any kind of web applet or widget, anything that makes your website more interactive so that you know it's not just static text. You actually, the consumer or the customer, when he gets there, he gets to click on things and he gets a personalized value. So the, it's like a website catered to every individual client that comes to you. So that's what I do. But personally, I specialize in data collection, analysis, filtering, and transfer by the means of widgets and applets. And interactive, cultural, and trending widgets that I've designed have been featured on Product Hunt, Trend Hunter, TechCrunch, Factory Berlin, uh, and at the European Affiliate Summit. Uh, and I think that's all about me. Yeah. The,
0: the question is, what do you not do in, in all of that? It's like you have such a diverse, <laughs> uh, diverse experience, which is great. So one of the questions um, uh, that sometimes comes to mind is like, what is the role of the creative director? Like what does the person do? What does their day-to-day look like? I at least don't have as much context. Uh, so do you mind giving us a little of a quick lesson on kind of what your roles are, what your responsibilities are, what does the day-to-day look like for you?
1: Yeah, that's a very interesting question because uh, it's, it's really like, it's not fixed. So the role of the creative director is to be creative. And, and and the moment you try to fix creativity into like certain roles or patterns that are followed every, you know, every four months, every quarter, I was going to say every semester, but like I'm not a university anymore, every quarter, uh, uh, you know, if you try to follow a certain role, it's just going to lead, like it, it's the opposite of creativity if you actually just follow certain roles. So as much as possible, Outgrow just ensures that I try to do... Uh, different things. Uh, I try to do more creative things. I don't follow a single pattern either from day to day or from week to week or from four months to four months. And I actually just look at the entire company across product, across marketing, across social media, across everything that is being made for the clients and customer service. And I try to learn from that what's happening. And based on that, I try to get, I try to get like a whole organic picture of what the company is doing and I come up with creative ideas for all of these departments individually or creative ideas for something together that these de- departments can collaborate on so that is what I do as a creative director and and you have to also understand that Outgrow is like a no code tool so any marketer or any entrepreneur or any business can just go on Outgrow they can go to our builder and they can build quizzes calculators widgets applets uh, without coders or developers so what they're doing is they end up on the builder and they have to be creative themselves because they have the expertise in their particular field and they have to be creative themselves and so my job is to put myself in their shoes and try to see what enhances creativity within our builder within our software so sometimes like on weekends I would go on a software and I will build something just because I want to, because I like building something on it. And I, I think it's a very interesting software and I like building new tools on it. So I would build something. So I become the customer for like two days and I try to see how it's used. So, so it's very diverse. And over time, like, you know, over the years I've worked in Outgrow, I have made so many new things on it that even the founders are surprised that you can actually make this stuff on Outgrow. And that's why I keep encouraging small and medium businesses to come on it and like make new stuff. Cause uh, that's exactly how it works. So, that I, in short is my job description.
0: <laughs> no, I, I love it. You got to get, <laughs> as you're talking, I'm like, I'm trying to get creative about how I can use your guys' software at OutGrow. And one of the things that comes to mind, right? Sometimes you got to show like ROI calculators if you're in sales or marketing. Like, how does this mm-hmm. solution, how does your application or product or services provide an ROI for someone? And where my head went is like, I can use your guys' software to do like an ROI calculator, right? The buyer can do that interactively. Maybe, maybe it's a cheesy idea. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking about it. Am I thinking about it in in, in a creative sense, or am
1: I am I off? For sure, because that was the that was the beginning of Outgrow was actually initially we had this another company, well not me, because it was before my time. So the founders had this other company and they made a calculator using a bunch of developers. So they paid a the developer to like make that calculator, a return of investment calculator. Basically this was a calculator, you end up on the website and it shows you, uh, so basically it was, an app, it was a company that was allowing people to make mobile apps. And so people would go on the website and they wanted to know how much it's going to cost. Cause they're like, yeah, we can hire like 50 other companies but how much is it exactly going to cost and how can you actually save us money uh, depending on what we want on the app or which country we want this app to be built in, et cetera, et cetera. So that calculator would like ask six or seven questions. And based on how you would answer the questions, it would give you a price estimate at every step. And then finally, just before giving you the final price estimate, it would collect your lead. It would ask you for your email if you actually wanted to see the last screen. And by this time you've already gotten so much value, you already enter your email, you enter the marketing funnel. So this was the first calculator they built. And it got so many leads. It got so many leads that they decided, okay, we need to make a company that allows people to build calculators like these. And that's how Outgrow came about. And and then it expanded from calculators to quizzes, tests, assessments, chatbots, e-commerce recommendations, all sorts of interactive stuff. So think on the internet, anything where you have to click and you're entering some data and it's giving you something personalized in return, you can build that on Outgrow. And the creativity is up to you because you probably specialize in whatever your business is. I don't specialize in that. You specialize in that and you go on the software, you use your creativity and you're the best person to build something. So you don't need developers. You just need yourself. So yeah, that's why. So ROI calculator is a very good example.
0: Yeah. No, I love it. It's, uh, you're enabling a world where it's really easy for marketers or whoever, right. For that matter to kind of, to like enable that creativity. Uh, one of the things that I always find interesting when you kind of take at the art, right. Of like creativity or like however you want to Mm -hmm. define it. Right. How do you balance that with the science? Like at the end of the day, like whatever idea you have, right. It has to perform. And you should sometimes take experiments and see if, if they're a success or if they're a failure. But in your role, now that you've been there
1: for three and a half years at Outgrow, how do you, how do you balance that? Well, the two things I'm like, obviously constantly one needs to be A-B testing, but, but, but even before that is number one, you need to like Outgrow, you need to find a no code tool that allows you to express your creativity. The key thing and I think that's why no code tools are the future is because if cuz you don't need to know coding anymore. You know, humanity is so good at coding that they can actually code and build no code tools on which someone who doesn't know coding can express their creativity. And that's the future of humanity. Everyone doesn't need to know code. It's just a trend that is going to die down. So that's what I sincerely believe in. So number one, you should allow everyone to express their creativity on no-code tools. And once you've found your no-code tool software, then That software allows you to A-B test your ideas constantly. Creativity needs to be expressed and creativity also needs to be tested constantly. And which is why on Outgrow, if you make a particular piece of interactive content, it's just going to take you like a day or two to make it once you uh, get to know the software. It's really easy to learn. It just takes you a day to make it and then you duplicate what you've made. And you make some changes in that, make it a B kind of idea. And then you test both of those out. And you can do that using Outgrow too, because we have compare tabs in the software where you can see uh, where you placed your first interactive content, how did it perform, how many clicks did it get, at what point people started leaving the quiz or calculator. So you can actually test that and then you can optimize it and you can contis- continuous, c- continuously keep testing all this. So. So I do agree, testing is an important part, but what I also wanna emphasize is that even more important than that is being able to actually express and make your idea, which is why I keep telling that when you have no code tools, uh, especially for like a lot of SaaS businesses out there, they can actually play this game. Like they play the game of like developing web apps at the same level as big companies like Nike and like L'Oreal. Because like Nike, Ikea, and all, they also have similar apps. And these apps that Nike and everyone has, you can actually build them on Outgrow. And you can do that without coders. So the key thing is first you get that idea across. First you actually make an app and then you A-B test it because all you need to do is just duplicate it on the builder and that's it. And and that's important because in Nike, you can imagine uh, if you make something, if someone in Nike is making something, an app, it has to pass through several departments because it's a huge enterprise, right? They have to get it checked by like, you know, lawyers and blah, blah, blah. Whereas like, if you're a small or medium sized business, you can make something over the weekend, publish it with whatever marketing trend is happening in the world right now, uh, get it done, like test it if it works. If it doesn't work, you can publish something else. So it just allows you to do things much faster. And I think that's the future. Fascinating. I I just love hearing kind of your passion
0: as well as your suggestions that you're giving uh wh- where my head went right as as you're kind of talking about your suggestions is like start with like idea fit right and you can mm-hmm. use outgrow or another no code tool to see if your idea sticks right uh and i think sometimes the dangerous part about like giving suggestions to people is there's this information overall overload right whether it's mm-hmm. around entrepreneurship or it could be anything right and i know you and i have talked about like earlier about like how there is so much out there and, and both companies and individuals just don't know how to handle it. Uh, how how do you navigate this new age and like information overload?
1: Because I've actually done research on the topic as well. Uh, so I think it's like one of my key most uh, significant uh, Areas that I'm interested in is because I feel that we are living not in the information age anymore. We're living in the late part of the information age. It's I think it's almost at an end. And and it's more you can like reclassify that as a misinformation age. So the point is anyone can go online and they can say anything on their website. And there's no way you can verify what they're saying is, is is true or not. So that's the point. Your competitors might be out there like saying all sorts of stuff. Or like for instance, like when Amazon is selling something versus Alibaba is selling something, you know that the quality of the stuff is going to differ, but it's much cheaper on Alibaba than it's on Amazon. But at least you know that the Amazon stuff might last longer. So the point is there's too much competition out there. There's so many things to choose from that, 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 that your customer is just going to have like choice paralysis. There's just like too much to choose from. So how do you even like, you know, get to... Uh, making your customer stay on your website for like five seconds because in addition to all of this and i think maybe it's because it's a symptom of all of this too much information is that everyone has like even lower attention spans because they don't actually like there's like too much information and they don't know what to see they don't know what's important so they're just like going to be there for five seconds and if something doesn't attract their attention they're just going to leave and so this is my key thing and that's why i think interactive content is the future because a static website can no longer uh, compete with what's happening with too much information. Whereas an interactive website, as soon as the user ends, on, uh, ends up on the website, it gives them personalized value. It asks three or four questions maximum, and then it provides them exactly what they were looking for. So, and then the person also enters into a marketing funnel. So I think that's uh, one thing to keep in mind. And like, for instance, like the usual example that I give about this is like, say you're a lawyer or you have a legal firm and you want to attract like you know clients to your website now you can either have a static website that ha- that like you know has text about like how great a company you are blah blah and then it just has a contact me call to action button uh, as opposed to that you can have an interactive website where where the main question a little quiz that opens with see how much i can save you in legal fees And that's immediately eye catching, like, you know, so if I'm a user, I'm going down like, oh, he's already talking about how much money he can save me. If I have to go through this entire process, like, you know, I'm taking the case to court, etc. So you're able to offer like two or three questions, you're able to give them an infographic figure. And you know, they can see over time, even in the case of an ROI calculator, you're showing over time, how much you can save them, how much money they save or how much investment they get over time. And you can show this graphically. So that's why I feel That in the information age, if there's too much information out there, the the opposite, you have to do something opposite of that is that you have to provide only relevant information. And the only way you can do that is by using interactive content, which asks a couple of questions and provides a personalized value.
0: What are some good examples of how companies have leveraged this when it's more of a long-term solution? Give us some examples.
1: Well, let's use the example of HubSpot, for instance, because HubSpot is not selling you like immediate value. Like HubSpot is selling you something long term, yeah. uh, like using a software like HubSpot ensures that over time, your investment increases, like you, your marketing funnel is more automated and you won't see an immediate result. You'll start seeing results in like two or three months. Does that work as an example? It, it sounds great. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, it's, so, it's so a good even one. HubSpot. So HubSpot actually, this is like HubSpot has its own return of investment calculator. So you can actually go on their website and you will see that the way they get this point across to you is that they ask you a couple of questions regarding like, you know, your monthly revenue, your, a couple of other questions about the number of leads you generate. And then they show you based on case studies from which they have taken data about customers using HubSpot, they show you in a graph, they show you infographically that over time, over six months, over 12 months, over two years, over five years, and they will show you a little line going up and showing you your return of investment of using HubSpot over 10 years. And that kind of data infographically sinks into the audience. And that's where the difference is, because you can actually just throw like numbers at someone, but but if you actually show them over time, and especially like when you're running a business, that's one thing you need to like keep in mind is like long-term goals. So if you want to make an investment, you're thinking of making it with someone who can, you know, provide you with like long-term benefits and all that. So another example I can give you is they used a simple quiz that said, uh, see which state you should establish your business in. And here they're providing value because like you're entering data about your own company and your own business. And every, as they progress through each question, they're able to tell you, Uh, like they're able to determine based on your needs, which American state you should like establish a business in. So, so there are many ways it can be used, but I think these are two of the long-term examples that I can give you, like in case there's like no immediate value. So, yeah.
0: No, it's, it's two perfect examples. So appreciate you for bringing it up. And this has been a a fascinating um, just learning, at least for me, because it's one of the first times I've come across what even interactive content is and just how the use cases apply for, for salespeople, uh, if someone wants to get started, what would be your, your recommendation? If They want to go into this avenue, what's like some of the easiest ways to get going?
1: Okay, so, to begin with, you guys can like, whoever's listening can claim uh, a special 20% discount on our plans by using the, by just going to outgrow.co black backslash S A S. So if you follow that link, you would end up on a special page where you can claim special discount and prices. So outgrow.co backslash SAAS. Maybe it's a forward slash. Either way you get the drift. So uh, uh so you can do that. And once you end up on like on our website, like once you've claimed the offer and you end up on our website, all you need to go is uh go to templates and then click on search by industry. Cause like it's good to start from scratch and you can start from scratch if you like but it's also easier to just like edit a template. So it barely takes like, so we serve like 21 different industries and we have like more than 2000 templates that are already out there. So all you need to do is just go to the template section. It's under, templates uh and then search by industry and then you can just pick one you can edit that template it's not going to take you more than an hour to edit that template you can put it on your website and you can see if it works for you and that's literally going to take you like you're already going to have a free trial so you can actually just in that free trial period just check out whether this template works for you or not because it's already been built most of it's already there and then once you get an account you can get more creative and build more stuff but to begin with i would highly recommend just going to the template section and picking something Love it. Uh, and appreciate the feedback.
0: So, uh, for anybody listening, uh, go on outgrow.co forward slash SAS, S A S and enjoy it. Um, before we say our goodbyes, uh, one of the questions I always love to ask is as you've kind of expanded your experience as a creative director, one of the questions I always love to ask people is like, what is one thing that you wish you knew that you know now that you're a a couple of years wiser
1: and much more experienced in your current role like what would that one thing be listening to people is very important a valuable skill you can have is just to listen to people because i think that's what defines us as human beings and no matter what your job is i think you'll always do well if you actually listen more carefully to what others have to say and if you empathize so i think that's that's a great way to approach it because even like when you're working in the SaaS business it's software as a service and and i think what that basically means is if you want to provide a service you need to know what is needed in the first place for which you actually need to be a good listener and as a creative director that's always been my key thing is to is to always listen what our customers are saying or to like see what is happening in the world and you know listen to that so i think it's been such a great (laughs) episode i i appreciate the feedback i
0: i Always try uh, reminding myself that I should listen more than I speak, but I keep failing even 20, 30, 40 years later. So, uh, But <laughs> I, 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 pre- I can't thank you enough for the reminder. If people want to get in touch with you, uh, one, would you be open to
1: that, and, and two, what would be the best way? Yeah, you can just, they can just email me at sak.outgrow.co. And I'd be happy to listen. (laughs) No, no, absolutely. Well, thanks so much for
0: jumping on uh, the call. I can't can't thank you enough. Uh, We appreciate the wisdom. We appreciate you sharing with us what you do as a creative director, but also how people can get started with their interactive uh, experience should they want to.
1: Yeah, I had a great time being here. Thanks. become great leaders and how do they do that well plato helps you find the perfect mentor thanks to its network of experienced engineering leaders who work at the world's best tech companies for a monthly fee you have unlimited access to mentors who can help when you have challenging situations as a manager visit them at platohq.com